Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Nikki Green. She's a career coach for millennials. She's the founder of Green Chameleon Collective. She helps compel future leaders to find strength in their uniqueness, teaching them to show their versatility and how to adapt to an ever-changing world. Nikki, welcome to the podcast. Hi, everybody. Thanks. <laughs> so how did you become a career coach and why did you choose to focus on millennials? Yeah, so it was kind of a crazy 20 years working in tech, mostly in the finance side of it, balancing the books, and it was really a great adventure. But at some point I was like, man, I just want to do something for myself. I've learned a lot from others and it's time to give back in different ways. So like many people, I took off during the pandemic and I said, let's go do a business with no plan. (laughs) And I said, what? I had saved money. I said, look, I have a year of this adventure of let me just explore myself and let me figure out what's going to be best for me. And I started, I got a career coach for myself. I started journaling. I started thinking about the past, the times that were impactful for me, the things that I cared about. And I realized that time in my life of when I left university and I started in work, it was one of the toughest times in my life. I had this great school background behind me, not just a bachelor's, but I did my MBA. I spoke four languages. I went study abroad and then crickets when I went to apply for jobs. And you're like, what am I missing? I, I feel like I did all the things. So I love it now that I've pivoted to help those same people. And it's crazy now, Gen Z is leaving uh, university. So now I'm expanding to the next generation of leaders. And it's been really fun. It's just nice. And it's a great energy to work with young people, I think. <laughs> so in walking through your journey, what are you grateful for? The good times and the bad are both important. Those struggles teach us a lot. They teach us how to find balance. They teach us what's important, what to prioritize, and they teach us when to start pushing back sooner. And the good times teach us that's what I like. I always like to travel, but people are like, oh, that's kind of frivolous and whatever. And you won't like traveling for work but I actually love traveling for work. (laughs) And so I did a lot of it. And so I'm so grateful to have those opportunities where, yeah, maybe I was getting on a plane. I was going all the way to Asia. I had to get on a call at four o'clock in the morning and I had really difficult schedules, but I loved that part of the journey. And I met so many great people. I'm still friends with them. When I get to travel again in this world, I'll get to see them again. And I'm super excited for that. (laughs) Yeah. I love traveling too. What are some of the struggles that students are facing as they start to graduate and they're going into the workforce? Yeah. I mean, it's always a tough time. I think for most of us is that we've had this, you know, linear effect of, okay, you go to school, you take this class, you pick this degree and everything's very much laid out for you. And then you go to try to find a job. It's not so clear. And it's not like, oh, this is exactly the job you're going to get. And this is what you'll do on Monday. And this is what you do on Tuesday, et cetera. So That transition would normally be difficult, but it's been especially difficult during the pandemic because they weren't able to network. They weren't able to physically connect and network with other students, make more friends with their teachers and professors and even other faculty staff. That's how you get to know about jobs. Yes, you can go to the job boards, but those things teach you about what career possible options are, how you start in one job and maybe end up somewhere else. All of those parts of the journey are where you learn. 
yeah, class is important, but there's so much more about that experience that those kids have unfortunately missed out on. So how are millennials struggling with networking? Yeah, I think it's that we've all been locked at home. And it may seem like the younger generation is very outgoing because they're on TikTok and they're dancing around and they're posting their meals and everything else on Instagram, but networking is different. They feel confident in the things that they've been doing. Like, oh, I know how this dance move moves, works. I know how to put this makeup on, but the job thing starts to create this differential. They are now becoming the small fish in the big pond and the imposter syndrome starts to sink in there. And they just don't have that big of a network because they, they didn't meet people. If they weren't sitting at their kitchen table, <laughs> they didn't see them. So one of the things I'm really working on is creating um, a network to help bridge that gap for young people is introduce them to people that work in their field that may have had similar backgrounds to get them to at least have a conversation to learn about those possibilities and then help them bridge that gap from there. You bring up something really interesting because I had a, I think it was probably Gen Z uh, that approached me at the grocery store and asked me how he could possibly build a business and what could he learn, where he could he, what class could he take to start a business, be really successful of selling something. And I was like, because it's not like going to college is going to teach you how to work your tail off and go out there and make things happen. You've got to get your feet wet. And so, yeah, that's so important with the networking and being able to connect with the people that are where you want to be. So you can figure that out. Right. Cause you just don't even know where to start. Right. Yeah. It's not like someone gives you this piece of paper and it's like, okay, first step one is this. And then step two is that you, you have to kind of bob and weave and figure out the journey all by yourself. And so that's really important. And so many of them want to do something like a gig economy, freelance own their own business. And that's definitely something we're not teaching in most schools. And we're giving you some of the foundational elements, but how to run a business is very different than whatever the creative aspect is that you want to share with the world. Right. I was really fortunate that not only did I get a degree in finance, but my parents really hammered a lot of financial aspects and they shared them with me. When they bought a house, I understood that it wasn't just their income that went into play. My parents had collectibles. They sold comic books and coins and like all sorts of other assets that we had in order to make the down payment. And they explained a lot of those things. Same thing with when you go into business that's a bunch of inventory. Now you're taking on expense before you ever have revenue. (laughs) And so it's one of the things in the next season of my podcast, we're going to talk about financial security and about some of those basic aspects, how to protect yourself, how to start your business foundationally. And so that you get off on the right foot when you're already coming out of school, possibly with a lot of debt and not a lot of income coming in just yet. So, yeah, that's great. So we all need to learn how to be our authentic selves. And I think that this is clearly a life long journey. And some of us, it takes our whole lives to get there, but how do you help coach millennials in this area? Yeah, it was another area where I struggled because I thought, okay, if I just put my head down and I do my work, just like I did in school, you get a good grade, right? That's how work is. I put my head down. I do my work. People recognize it. I get raises, I get promotions but that's not how it works. Again, networking and socialization is a big part of work. That visibility of the work that you're doing, but also how you're working with other people. And so one of the things I'm really trying to get people out of their shells a bit, including introverts, and I know it's difficult, is we have to start showing up 
on screen. You have to start being on video. I know it's very easy to be on a Zoom call and just passively sit back, but until you seem like you're actively participating, until you put something in the chat, until you share something verbally, no one's going to know what you think or what you're doing. You'll know about it and you'll be doing fantastic, but that's not going to be enough for you to get out there and do things. And that's maybe in a corporate environment. That's especially true if you want to own your own business. Just because you put yourself on Fiverr Upworks or one of these sites, you're in there with a sea of other people. You have to, again, learn how to do marketing and put yourself out there so that you have customers coming in. So it works both ways, no matter what kind of career path you're following, is really start to be that genuine part of yourself. Even if it's an introvert, there's plenty of ways that you can showcase your work without having to showcase your face or your dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Well, and good thing like TikTok, there's a, there's equally now ages 34 and up on the platform. 50% is 34, age 34 and up. So I think that they're starting to see, like I saw a leadership coach go viral 2.5 million views, and he was just doing coaching in an office. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So <laughs> that demographic has changed. And I think that's st slowly starting to, to it's less parents trying to mimic their children with <laughs> yeah. the dance moves, even though it is a dance app and they love when you put music and stuff, it is, I think it's, it's morphing so that it'll be, <laughs> it'll influence them a little bit better on creating different content, but you have a book that is, I laugh in the face of danger. Can you share a little bit about it and um, how it, it helps millennials navigate? Yeah. So when I left my job, I started journaling. I started thinking about the past, thinking about where I was, thinking about where I wanted to be in the future. And those journals actually became a memoir of sorts. So I laugh in the face of danger is some crazy stories of my life of growing up with six parents of moving constantly and living in a life of nonstop change, moving schools, moving houses, having to change friends, and then also experiencing bullying and some racism not just in school, but also once I got into the corporate world and experiencing misogyny as a woman in Silicon Valley, the second half of the book is entirely career stories. And so I really tried to focus on what happens when you get into work and how you expect one thing. And sometimes you get disappointed and sometimes really amazing things happen and how you have to navigate each of those pillars as you work through your career. And so I use that as kind of a basis for just one, sharing my story. It always helps others to know they're not alone. Many people have different types of dynamics in their family, split family, single mom, grandma's helping, aunties around. And so the stories of home life and being not just sort of one and two parents really helps a lot of people just figure out how do I use those things to my advantage? instead of saying, oh my gosh, this terrible thing happened when I was younger. So a lot of lessons in that one. It's a short, quick read. So grab it. You can also listen to the Audible, which is always fun. <laughs> so. Yeah, Audible's great. So can you share some of your client success stories? I always see the potential in people. I think that's been one of the things is I love just motivating people and getting them excited. I find so many people just lack that confidence, especially after the couple of years we've had, a lot of people are struggling with, you know, some mental anxiety and just depression from being stuck inside. And so for me, I love watching people transform and all the people that I coached last year, just having them come back and be like, Hey, this amazing thing happened. It's not like I talked to them for a few months and then they disappear here. Everyone always comes back. They love sharing their stories. They love having me as their cheerleader behind them, um, seeing them get jobs that they love, seeing them uh, have other life experiences, partners, better relationships with their family. 
we've worked through a lot of stuff because some of the things that are holding us back are holding us back, not just from our jobs, but also from other aspects of life. So I've really enjoyed just learning about other people and being able to celebrate some victories. So many of us are bogged down with all these sad things that have happened over the last few years, and there's been a lot of great wins. So celebrating those victories, I think are equally important. So what is your syllabus for life? Yeah, this has been something I've been really working on with folks because as they go into university, you say, okay, here's my degree. And then I pick a class and here's exactly what's going to happen in this class. It's going to be 12 weeks long. You have an exam here. Here's the book you read. Here's the topic we study each week and exactly what's going to happen. Life is not like that. <laughs> Life is very much not like that. And so what I try to do is create a roadmap with people of what are those exams that you expect to happen in your life that you're going to try to prepare for? Are they uh, buying a house? Are they landing a perfect job? Are they finding a partner of your dreams? All of those different aspects, maybe moving to a new city or taking a vacation someplace new. I want to put all those things into a roadmap with people and start to build towards those dreams. And so that when they happen, whether they're good or bad, right, we always have an expectation. The economy goes up, the inflation goes up, <laughs> whichever things are happening, that we are starting to be a bit more planful with our life and not just sort of flying day by day in the tasks that come, because it's very easy to get bogged down in all of those things. So we start creating a syllabus for their life that's custom to them and allows them to grow, adapt, and be planful and thoughtful for where they're going. So if you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? Definitely. It would have been be more friendly. I, I, it's hard to tell now, but I was really shy when I came out of school. I had a lot of trauma growing up. I had pulled myself deeply into myself because being myself honestly got me beaten up <laughs> and it was very, very difficult. And so all of a sudden I felt like being myself was a very bad thing. And the only thing I had to rest on was my intelligence. And so it took me a long time to come back out of that shell. And I really wish at a younger age, I had gotten back comfortable with being me because this me has been incredibly successful, has been incredibly happy and so fortunate to have good things happen. It was when I had that scarcity mindset, when I was afraid of what was going on, I projected that fear all around me and people didn't really want to get to know me or they felt they couldn't. And I created a barrier. And so I would definitely tell people, I know it's been tough, but now is exactly the time to start pulling away those layers and really starting to let your real self shine through. Love that. So if there's someone that's listening that would love to work with you, what's the best way to contact you? Oh, my wonderful website at www.thenickygreen.com. Not to be mixed up with any other Nikki Greens that might be out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm available for coaching. We're going to be expanding our offerings this year. Exciting things for 2022 online course, along with a brand new book will be coming out. We'll be talking more about the syllabus for life, making it more accessible, not just to graduating students, but also to anyone who's in a transition period in their lives. So Perfect. And I'll put all those links down below. Nikki, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise today. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. And if you're listening, you want more information about this podcast or upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone. And have a wonderful week.